ops, and a little bit of paranoia. Welcome to the Iron Sysadmin Podcast. All right, folks, welcome back. If you're listening to the recording, you have no idea what I'm about to say, but sorry for the delay there in the live stream. <laughs> but uh, if you're here, you may be listening to the second part of a two-part episode. This is the new format that we're trying to follow. I'm going to try not to tell you guys about this every episode, but I do want to promote this, you know, until we decide whether we're, you know, if for some reason we move away from this format, then we'll go back. But if not, eventually this will just be normal. But uh, the show is generally a very long show. And we've decided, or I've decided, to start cutting it into two segments. So you're currently going to listen to the chat and news section of what is Iron Sysamin episode number 107. If you want to hear a cool conversation about DEF CON, you should go back to the first half, which is 107A of this episode, uh, and then you'll have the whole thing, right? So with that, we're going to move along into our... Yeah, moving right along. Like do, 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 do. I don't know. Should I reintroduce you guys? No, that doesn't seem like it makes sense. So here's the thing: if people didn't listen to 107A, yeah, they won't know who you guys are. It's on their own damn head, <laughs> and they should know who I am. Let it go, let it go. If they don't know. He's gonna sing. All right. So um, and that's Josh. We did lose two yeah, of our. We did lose one guest and one co-host in the break because they had other things going on. So I've got Uncle Mark and Jay Scar with me now. So, uh, yeah. Woo, woo. Aren't, aren't you Happy the to be luckiest back. children in the world? The people listening right now. Silence. Right, Yeet. meow. All right. So we're going to go into our usual announcement section. And the first thing we always do in the announcement section is our love for our patrons. I want to say thank all you. All the heart, man. All the heart. say thank oh, yeah. you to the patron folks. Um, so we're just going to go ahead and list you guys off. So we've got, I think it's 21 patrons. If you want to count them as I read them, go right ahead. We've got Jeremy. He's got some weird little accents up over the above the E's. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. It's maybe it's like Jarama. I don't know. Um, Aranami, Andrew, Tatro, Bruce, Robert, Matt, David, Solemn, Trooper Ish, Linux Sys 666, Gimpy B, Mark with a K, uh, Dementor or the Mentor if you're in our Discord. Uh, John, the nice guy, Mark with a C, Julius, Andy. Jay, Charles, and go on, Mark. Can you do it? Do you remember two. the number? And there's some other numbers, but I just, just call them two. You don't know the other numbers. We've known each together. other for a long time. Right. It's it's like his nickname. Two two five. Their nickname again. We do not know who two is. Two two five three two. A fine nerd. Thank a you. A fine too. nerd who supports our show and has supported our show for a very long time. And has not cut off their credit card yet. So we Yeah, right. Their credit card <laughs> that's on file with uh, with Patreon has not expired Patreon. yet. <laughs> Is two listening? Or did two just forget their password for Patreon? Yeah, and it's right. It's not worth cutting off their debit card. No one knows. <laughs> no one knows. <laughs> uh, if you are two two five three two, we'd love to hear from you. Say hi. Maybe we can have you on the show one of these days. Yeah, right. Longest there, Patreon. There you go. <laughs> What's changing the show in the years that they've been listening, right? Yeah, right. A lot. And how is it I'm much better you. now that you've got singing Uncle Mark on it? Maybe, maybe, maybe that's the person that left that terrible review and doesn't listen anymore. <laughs> oh, I hope not. Oh, oh. that would be you cut such me irony. Deep. <laughs> you cut me real deep there. Dude. <laughs> 
All right. If you'd like to support the show on Patreon, you can hit patreon.com slash podcast. Or is it just slash iron system? Whatever. There's a link in the in the show notes. Um, also, if you would like to get a cool iron sysadmin shirt, or there's a couple other pieces of merchandise, you can find them on Teespring. Teespring.com slash stores slash iron sysadmin. The shirts are really quite nice. I, I love my shirt. I've had it for. It's very nice. I've had I it for like three we years. Had one. I've had it for like three years, and it's holding up pretty well. I've been meaning to buy one for about three years. Does yeah, that's, that count? That sounds right. That sounds right. <laughs> it's. <laughs> It's absolutely right. <laughs> it's the truth. I just keep forgetting because <laughs> ah, I suck. I'm just gonna. It's I'm okay. gonna we'll send you the link late. tomorrow. Or, no, <laughs> you, you said you're off tomorrow. I can't. Do I that. am off tomorrow. But if you email it to me or whatever, yeah, get it Monday easy. when you're back. <laughs> I mean, send it to send it to my wife for my birthday. I've got a birthday in October. There you go. I marked this for his birthday. He's wanted it for years. I have. <laughs> Neither of those are lies. I do have a birthday in October, and I have been meaning to get a shirt for years. There you go. And I honestly, I'm at the point in my life, and you might get there someday, where I actually own pretty much all the shit I want. And if I don't already, I just buy it. So presents are like, yeah. yeah. I know the feeling. And I don't, like, that That probably sounds really, like, entitled, doesn't it? <laughs> I don't care. I used to be dead broke. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've, earned, it, I've, I've earned it. So uh, yes, did I did I luck into being born in Tom's River in 1966 rather than like some hellhole in 1802? Yes, yes, I did luck into that. But you know, I could have been a total slacker loser. There were plenty in my high school class that amounted to nothing. Wow! Wow! But you rolled we a nat twenty on your charisma, we so went, uh, we're good to go. We went, we went dark places there. All right, did so just suddenly go to a dark. So place, before uh, before little, he jumped be out, before yeah, he jumped out, Jason was kind enough to add in the dates for B sides Delaware, uh, which Ooh. is November twelfth to thirteenth. Jason 13th. likes his B sides. He does. Well, he is yes. one of the organizers. So uh, right, so uh, November twelfth to thirteenth, registration and call for papers are open. Uh, unless Disney. things have changed, that is going to be a virtual event. So if anybody wants to attend, and you guys are just like going on while I'm, uh, while I'm talking here. <laughs> I got nailed in the review for that, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Mark, he has scars. Anyway, besides Delaware, it's a good conference. Uh, I hope next year that it's back in person, but who the frick knows anymore, right? Right. It is a great conference, the, and all of the conversation we had about DEF CON can be said for many of the uh, B-Sides conferences. Uh, they really are great. I got to great. attend last year, and I really enjoyed it. And that was the first time attending uh, B-Sides DE. I've attended local B-Sides in my area, but since everything's gone online, there's no reason why you shouldn't go join in for this. Oh, you attended B-Sides Delaware online last year? That's I did. I, I went to your talk, in fact. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. You got to hear the, the terrible audio that came through. Nobody and told I to me. Hear the replay. It's good. It's fine. That's because you may not have noticed this, but I had recorded myself doing the talk beforehand. One, because the actual live talk was during the workday, and you never know, mm -hmm. right? As a TAM, you never know if you're going to get pulled into something important. Uh, right. But I did it as like a rehearsal, right? So I had a recording of the talk. So when they couldn't get the audio fixed in the recording they made while it was live, I just said, well, mm -hmm. I've got this one. So they swapped. There you go. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you used to be a Boy Scout, right? You know, that whole be prepared thing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, anyway, 
that's our announcements. We don't have any new reviews uh, this 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 time around, which uh, maybe makes Mark happy. <laughs> I I I'd like to get some reviews. I'd like to get you know feedback as a gift, even though it's sometimes socks and underwear, but it's nice to get you know the occasional gift. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, we 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 pushed this pretty hard when we first started, but. Um, we really do need to hear back from you guys, whether it's good or bad, because if we're doing well, we want to know what you guys like. And if we're not doing well, well, we want to hear what you don't like. Right. So including this change that you guys are doing with splitting it in half. Exactly. Part A, part B. Right. Exactly. If anyone's like, this is horrible, switch it back. We want to hear that. If it's only one or two of you, uh, I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) so are there places, Nate, that you want them to leave feedback? Are we talking Spotify, iTunes? Where are we talking? So the place that I most frequently check for reviews is iTunes because that's what it is. Does Spotify even let you leave reviews? I don't, I don't even know anymore. Several of these platforms Spotify. don't. They don't let you leave reviews, which is kind of a mm. kind of a marvel. So but it also go, makes it easier for me. Just leave the review with Crapple. Yeah, leave, that's it, on, like, leave it on iTunes. That's or like the official. Or the if if you have feedback, you do not want to leave in a public review. You can certainly contact us via social media. Iron Sysadmin on ironic. Twitter or Iron Sysadmin on uh, you know, the face. social media. Social, yes. But I think there's an email link, so that's a little less social. Yeah, you can also join our uh, Discord community <laughs> and uh, leave us, you know, chat with us directly and let us know what you like or don't like. Excellent. Um, right. So anyway, listeners think that this is not a bad idea splitting it. Uh, the folks that we've gotten feedback from. Patrons didn't think it was a bad idea, and folks in the Discord community don't think it's a bad idea. So I'm I'm going with the what old, you guys are telling me. <laughs> the old guy who walks around my neighborhood every morning loves the idea. He thought so it was a good, good thing too. All right, good. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad. Does he Does he listen? Probably not. No. Okay. You just said, "Do you like one or two better?" And he's like, "Well, I love two. Two is so much yeah, better." Of course. And that's Double. how you got your answer. I'm totally making that up. I didn't talk to the old guy, although you the st- dogs barked at him this morning. <laughs> love maybe, the rabbit trails do the dogs go down the rabbit trails too <laughs> maybe your dogs asked him and you just don't know because they can't maybe. talk to you anyway so that's our reviews <laughs> I was walking them and he walked a little too close and they started going a little crazy but they like people they wanted to oh, be yeah. his friend yeah it's not like I'm going to tear off your leg and he's like, they don't sound like they like me. I'm like, yeah, they're small and yippy. They, so you they, did they, talk to they, them. They, they, they like to play tag with their teeth. It's fine. No, no. That is how these dogs are, play these tag. These are dogs that if someone broke into my house, they would, the dogs would give them a, a, a grand tour and lick them. And uh, <laughs> Here, here, here. This is the corner I This is the corner I like to pee in that they don't know about. <laughs> here, here, over yeah. here. This is my uh, food bowl. Don't even joke about that. Good Lord. <laughs> Here's where Uncle Mark keeps all of his swag. You're going to want to grab some of that before you leave. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yep. Yep. All right. So uh, we're already way off topic. But that's okay, because we're going into the chat section where we the whole point is to get off topic. This is off topic. So I finally bought a NAS. Woo! It's like I've wanted one probably for 10 years. What were you using before? Were you, did you just have a regular old NFS server? Or what so, essentially, yeah. I have an old um, Dell Precision workstation, which okay. um, when, I, when I went to the college, 
they this was on my desk when I when I got there, right? Ah. So that was two thousand nine. <laughs> um, the but this was this was my workstation at the college for probably seven years, and then when they retired it, they're just like we don't we don't want it. If you want to take it home, you can. Has happened with much much of the hardware that is currently my home lab. Um, so uh, yeah, I had that. I slapped. I think they were two two terabyte drives in it. Maybe they were four terabyte. And I made a software RAID array out of them, and that has served as my sort of home cooked NAS for years. Just basically NFS mm, and Samba fresh shares. Fresh baked NAS. Yep, fresh baked NAS. But it's also my Plex server. It runs all the containers that run various things that I use at home. Um, but now all of those things have moved to a VM or several mm. VMs on my nice. my little home lab VM system, and they have their storage hosted on uh, a Synology DS920+. Plus. You got a 920 nice. plus too. Yep. Nice. You're pointing at something. I don't know if the viewers so, can see it. Is that where your NAS is? This is a dark one. Uh, this is my my second uh, NAS. This is the one that I use for working for the hackerspace. But I have the same one that you talked about that you picked up. And I use that for my homeplex, all my storage of my photos, uh, for a slew of other items. And absolutely love it to death. Yeah, so uh, this, this of course, so part of the goal with getting the NAS was not just to have more storage, it was because I wanted to finally retire that ancient, by computer terms, uh, precision workstation. It was it's, probably loud and power hungry. Well, yeah, I mean, oh, it's yeah. still working just fine, right? As far as I know, both of those drives are still functioning just fine, um, although I was afraid to look for the past year or so, because <laughs> MD Atom arrays, unless you're really monitoring them, when a drive fails, mm. there's not a whole lot of noise about it. So um, anyway, now all the data's off of there, so I'm happy. But anyway. Um, Are you using the box for anything, or now it's just well, salvage? At, at the moment, it's still on, but only because I only freshly migrated all my stuff off of it, and I want to keep it on okay. for a little while. Make sure I didn't miss anything. Um, That's but, good practice. But yeah, I think my my goal is to just power it off, and that doesn't mean it won't get used for anything else. Um, right. But it may just go for recycling, depending on how long it sits here powered off. But uh, yeah. so, what are the specs of the uh, for those who aren't familiar with your Synology? Uh, what are the specs of this bad boy? So let's see. It's got like what is it? It comes out of the box with like eight gig of memory. You can run VMs on the thing, which is kind of cool. I didn't do that. Just because I feel like the NAS is the wrong place to run a VM, right? That, mm. that, that's not the NAS's job. Yeah, I mean it's it, great if you're if you totally don't have any other option, right? But yeah, they're actually Intel Celeron based, which I didn't know actually when I first bought it because I wasn't worried about the processor architecture. I was just worried about whether it was going to work or not. Uh, so mm -hmm. that's kind of neat. Uh, the sort of app marketplace for these NASs is kind of crazy. There's lots of stuff you can throw on them. You can run Docker containers on them. There's like backup applications, as you might expect for a NAS. Um, you can you can natively run Plex on the damn thing, <laughs> which is kind of crazy, right? You can run your media server directly on your NAS, which I did think about doing, but I decided against because I'd really rather, again, keep that stuff separate. I want the NAS to do NAS things. Um, hmm which is NFS, and I've got one iSCSI uh, uh, device that I share out, only because I couldn't get that particular thing to work over NFS, because mm -hmm. I got to say, I really, I, I hate NFS. 
<laughs> wow. I really do. I just hate it as a technology. I've never liked it. I've had to use it several times in my career. It's always a pain in the ass. Um, I never feel like the performance is great. For this, it's fine. It's not some enterprise application. But permissions mm. always suck. Uh, it's just everything. I hate NFS. I hate it. Samba's not much better. iSCSI is so much simpler because you just get a block device and you do things with it. Right? But you can't share it across several <laughs> things. things. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, NFS definitely is crufty and whatnot, but yeah. damn, I mean, I rely on it with my with my uh, my my uh, RetroPie. That's oh, where the ROMs live. I'm not saying I don't rely on it, and I'm not saying it's not reliable. Mm -hmm. I just, as a technology, don't like it. I don't like working <laughs> oh, with it. it. I don't it like dealing with it. <laughs> oh God! Oh, it's a friggin' pain in the ass when when yeah. customers open cases around it because yeah. it's usually their crappy network. Yeah, or right. their right. shitty application that was never tested. You know, they're trying to do this high-performance stuff over a terrible NFS connection, and right. they stood it up in a sandbox and tried it once, and now they're trying to do, like, production-level work on it. I'm like, well, did you ever test it? Did it ever work in production? And they're like, I don't know. It's not yeah. working, though. But did it work ever in production? I don't know. Ugh. But how do you really feel about that, Mark? It drives me up the wall. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at the SOS reports. I'm looking at I'm looking at the IO weights. I'm like, did did you consider maybe not using using NFS for this? Did yeah. You, did, did did it cross your mind this might be a bad idea? And then you yeah. just yeah no sit there and smile and wave right. So back on on the specs on this bad boy, I pulled them <laughs> up. So it is the Intel Celeron J four one two five. So it's a quad core. Uh, Base yeah. at 2.0, burst up to 2.7. It comes with four gigs of RAM. It can be upgraded to another four via SODIM. Um, mm -hmm. This is a the so four, four bay. Then. Okay, for some reason yeah. I thought it was eight. Um, this is a four bay uh, that here. you can put in uh, 3.5 drives, and then there's two count them two M drive slots that you can go through and plug in. The cool thing is on the back part of this as well, you have an expansion slot, so you can buy just another is M drive. Uh, the solid state ones. That's correct. Yep. The solid state sticks. Um, so the MVME drives. Yep. So yeah, you can, I've got spinning rust in mine, but mine might have those slots. I don't know. It might. Yep. Yeah. And, um, uh, for storage, what I did is I, I actually took a gamble, at least what I thought was a gamble because I generally don't like spending quantities of money on something that is not guaranteed, <laughs> mm -hmm. but I actually shucked two 14 two 14 terabyte drives to put so what's in the NAS. What are you shucking? What, what's shucking mean, Nate? So, you know, it's when you go to the grocery store and buy corn and you have to peel off the outer uh, outer shell, that's, that's shucking. And when you think about uh, a hard drive enclosure, it's the exact same thing, except you don't just peel it off with your fingers. You need, like, pry bars. Not pry bars, but pry tools. So <laughs> where did you get the drives from? So, well, that's what I'm getting into. So... I did a little bit of research, and uh, Josh here was kind enough to help with uh, some some of that because he's he's already gone down this road a couple times. Uh, I ended up with two Seagate expansion drives, which had what appeared to be a good chance of either having Seagate Iron Wolf drives inside. What's the name of the company? Seagate. 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 I don't know. Seagate. Is there another? Seagate. You're pronouncing it Seagate. Whatever. Seagate. It's all good. I understood Thanks. what he was talking about. It's not WD and it's not Hitachi. So it's, it's that other one. It's fine. <laughs> I understand that, but it's just like the Because I was talking quickly, okay? So it's it's a it's a it's a uh, B gate. How's that? 
Should I call it a B gate instead of a C gate? <laughs> no, you should. <laughs> it's a hive mind. <laughs> anyway, Seagate expansion drives, 14 terabyte. Um, where was I? Oh, they had a chance of having Iron Wolf drives in them or Exos, E-X-O-S? Yep. Is that what it is? Yeah. Uh, and I ended up with the Exos drives, which are enterprise level drives. The whole reason you bother doing this, right? So basically you buy the expansion drive, you shuck off the external case. Inside of it is an SSD, or is not an SSD, a... Um, Spinning drive. We're spinning Why am I drive. having trouble remembering the architecture? The interface. Uh, it's SATA. SATA. SATA drive. Inside of it is a SATA drive. You just unplug the little cord that makes it interface with USB and power, and you put it into your NAS. It's really exactly the same as if you had just bought a drive. Uh, the reason you bother going through all this, you would expect the expansion drive to be more expensive because it comes with the case and cables and this extra card. They're... I think on these I saved about $150 per drive. Over... That is crazy on the face of it. Right, isn't right. it? So the whole time going through it, I'm like, I'm gonna regret this. I'm gonna cut it's gonna be like some drive that didn't didn't pass spec, or it's right. gonna be like like a drive I can't use, or like this can't be this simple. And sure enough, I got it, I pulled them out, I plopped them into the NAS, they work perfectly. So some of the fears with that is that you don't know which drives you're going to get. So I did right. it with Western Digital. So I was watching to see who else had bought one. You can do this on Reddit. There's a couple other YouTube channels that do this as well. Like Bite My Bits usually goes through and says, hey, here's the drive that I'm going through and shucking. And this is a worthwhile versus no, this isn't. And there's a bunch of questions on warranty as well. As long yeah. as you're sending just the drive back to the manufacturer, they will absolutely hold up the warranty. And the Bite My Bits group actually proved it. The... um. The fact is that Seagate is now going through and putting the Exo drives inside is fan freaking tastic. Yeah. And yeah, saving that money is it can help you either expand it out further. The other pro about doing a Synology box is that you don't always have to buy a pair. You can right. buy one or two and plug them in and then grow things out versus other NASs, you will have to buy a set to right. Load and that's what I entire NAS. That's what I thought I was going to have to do, and that was one of the holdups because I thought, man, I'm going to have to invest like fifteen hundred dollars in this thing just to get four drives. And then I realized right. I don't need to buy four drives on the off the bat. I buy two drives, and then I can expand later. So what I'm thinking is next time I come into a little bit of money, I may I may buy a third fourteen terabyte drive. And to Hot be swap. honest, that I think theoretically would give me twenty eight terabytes usable. Mm -hmm. Are you mirroring the two drives? They're, yes, they're mirrored. So you throw a third in, what would that do? Flip it to like a RAID 5 type situation? You know, I so, to be honest, I'd have to look into how Synology handles that. I'm under the impression you that you can simply expand and then that third drive is more like a parity drive. A parity drive, yeah. Yep. There's a whole bunch of different ways you can do it. You can make that a hot swappable bay drive. Um, you can go through and expand it on the fly. Lots of different options there. You have like four yeah. or five different options. Right. Nice. Because I'm yeah. looking at my Synology and I got, I've got, i got two drives in it and then two dark lights. So if I wanted to throw... But I, I don't feel like I'm even... I don't have a Plex server, which I think is what gobbles up a yep. lot of space. Yeah, that... So I don't feel bit. space constrained at all. That and the media for the YouTube channel. That's actually yeah, probably really two-thirds of my storage is all of the archived media that I hold on to because I may want to use those for clips and stuff later. I do periodically go through and find stuff that I don't think I'm ever going to use and delete that. But, Purge. Gotcha. you know, it's 
the clip you delete is the one you're going to want later. <laughs> Always. Right? Always. It's like, I know I recorded this. Where is it? Oh, yeah, that's right. That time I was out of, out of space, that was one of them I deleted. I'm probably a yeah. dumbass for doing it this way, but all the stuff I stream, I end up pushing up to YouTube, and mm. I guess I'm trusting YouTube too much. Well, There's stuff up there that I've had on the, there for more than 10 years. The question is, do you think you're ever going to use the stream content for anything else? Uh... Like if I would ever do a best of Uncle Marco's flying or right. something like that, right. I don't know. That's kind of it, of. right? So every time you break out into song, because right. let's be so honest, like, that would be a lot of different clips. So and if yeah, if that's if that's the case, right? Like I don't the the streamed video for this podcast, I don't retain. It's on YouTube, and that's it. The audio I retain, but really I only mm. retain the edited audio. I don't even keep the source files usually. Oh really? Okay. Just because the edited audio is clean enough that if I wanted to do, like, clips from a previous show, it's going to be fine. Okay. Whereas with video, you've got that visual aspect that if I just go to YouTube and pull down one of my old videos and pull the piece back out of it, it's not going to be the same quality as the source material was. No, it's gotcha. not. So and Maybe it matters, maybe it doesn't. I don't right, know. right. So, you know, that's, um, that's one of the reasons I wanted it, so I'd have a place to store stuff. Um, stuff like that, that is. And of course the Plex server, the Plex server, there's, well, I mean, the old, the old array was only, I think two, two or three terabytes. And okay. I'll like, like I said, two thirds of that was YouTube media. So, um, I might've only, I might, I might've had under a terabyte of Plex media, but most of that is DVD rips. Mm. Yes, DVDs that I own, not ones that I've yep, downloaded same, off the internet. Same here. I'm right um, there with you, man. I, I mean, I literally when, have three tubs of DVDs in my attic that I ripped. I, um, I but anyway, they're... I the cases because I did yeah. the same thing. I've got them in gigantic sleeves now. Yeah, they're like, you know, a, a ripped DVD, a full-length movie, is about 700 meg, right? So, you know, I haven't been doing Blu-rays, but if I do Blu-rays, which I do have a drive for now, it's going to start eating up a lot more space. So, you know. Yeah. But anyway, I've cool. got an as now, which which moved me into like now I need to re-architect all the stuff that I run, like the Plex server, my home assistant, I moved to a new system. Um it's now a VM now instead of a container. Um nice. Plex I was running as a container under Docker, now it's a container under Podman. Um I have a Minecraft server that I run for the kids that was under Docker, now it's under Podman. And they're cool. all backed by this NAS storage, which is gives me a little bit of peace of mind. So cool, very nice. But yeah, so that's been my uh, my recent projects. Fun well, stuff. We welcome you, new family member. Absolutely, <laughs> man. I'm excited for you. Awesome top. You talk so much about also degooglifying as well. Um, yeah. I know I use it to help myself degooglify, host more items, back up my photos from my uh, our my wife and my uh, smartphones directly to it. And I've then been... we've also utilized these, uh, these, wow, security solutions when you're able to have the cameras uh, go through and record onto the local box. So instead of a internet-connected security system, I've just got that all going to my Synology and recording all day, every day, logging when things actually move, and I get an alert anytime that happens. So I found it to be uh, checking a lot of my boxes and love the thing. Yeah, so I've I've been thinking about using they have that photo app, uh, but I haven't looked too deeply into it yet, so I don't know 
what that's going to look like or how it's going to work. But uh, So there's two. There's the photo app, and then there's the, uh, the Moments app. And I would actually suggest going the Moments because it does the smart tracking and facial recognition all on box. So yeah. it'll take the uh, faces of folks, you can go through and label a couple, and it'll keep on throwing those pictures into buckets like that. Yeah, that so is that's a why thing. I that is a thing that Nextcloud does not give me, which I kind mm -hmm. of miss. Um, now, when I went through and got my photos off of Google, I did not delete them from Google. I still use Google Photos uh, for the convenience factor. The whole point okay. there was so that I would have full quality backups of those photos because Google was threatening to, and I think has now, deleted the high quality versions of those pictures. And now they just do whatever scaled versions they have in order to save space. Which is the thing okay. we're going to talk about later in the news, by the way. Somebody else is doing the same thing. You know, if you want to stick around for that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, cool deal, man. I, I will look forward to hearing more about it and what, what new adventures that you're doing with this because it's got plenty of overhead for sure. Yeah, yeah. It opens up some options that I don't think I've even fully thought through all of them yet. So, pretty cool. Fully. So, what kind of cool stuff you have going on? Josh? So I fell down a deep, dark rabbit hole that I suggest nobody else follow, but actually suggest you check this out because uh, in the past we've talked about um, making your own mechanical keyboards, I'm trying to get my boys interested in anything hackerdom or when it comes to building stuff. And we started with something really basic. Um, this little is stream it, is deck. Is it pumpkin spice looking. flavored? <laughs> I love my pumpkin spice latte, man. We're talking 20. It came out this week. And I'm getting, I am totally basic and I'm completely okay with that. <laughs> but so this was you the were, starter you idea. Were man Uggs? I do not. I haven't gone that far. Well, but, I don't know if there is know, such a thing as man Uggs. Please don't start. I think they're just Uggs, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, you'd have man to wear Uggs the Uggs with, with the kilt. That would be the next level up, though. Man Uggs. Because I've kilt? seen the Crocs been going through and people adding LEDs to Crocs. So oh. instead of the holes, <laughs> there's LEDs instead. Oh. Yeah. Shameful. But talking about fixing and uh, doing other maker items, you can check out and uh, print off your own case, your own keycaps, buy a couple of mechanical keys, do a little bit of wiring, and then you can make yourself your very own stream deck or programmable keypad. Yeah, so... so for, for folks that are listening, uh, Josh is holding up a 3D printed, exactly what he just described, a, a case with some circuitry in it and some keys on top and, you know, basically wiring between the two halves. And it looks much like a control board that you would see on the original Star Trek with multicolored oh, yeah. plastic buttons. I'm Seems to have a definite, nice... Definite 60s vibe out of it. Which nice, is, and uh, in a good way. nature to it. And you can put your own keys, so if you want loud keys, you can... For the streaming ones that I usually use and the ones that I did for work, they're brown, cherry brown, so it doesn't make much yeah. of the sound. So I went through, this is my escape key, this is my mute key. Screenshot individual window key, which when I'm creating tutorials is fantastic. Um, settings, desktop one and two, and then the lock as well. This one will bring up uh, a GNOME terminal for me. So I use the heck out of this thing. Uh, print time was almost nothing, maybe two hours. Soldering time was about 20 minutes, but I got my boys to go through and make one for their own because they play Fortnite 
when we're talking and working with family remotely. So they created their own micro pads. Um, and this is a Thingiverse project. I'll make sure to put it in the show notes. Because they did this and had so much fun with it, they decided over the summer break that they wanted to go bigger. So over the last, we're, we were coming towards the end of summer and they picked out their keyboards and this is just one of them. This is two pieces of 3D printed material. Wow. And we, they went with all browns. Um, and the next step is to start soldering all of these guys together oh gosh, in a, that's a, lot a of matrix. Soldering. So Josh is holding They're... up what appears to be the top <laughs> layer of a mechanical keyboard. Right. Bright green, by the way. Bright it's awesome. green, yeah. Very bright neon green. My son wanted to make sure that when we turned on the party lights, it would, uh, it would light up different ways. So it's kind of got some black light uh, yeah. filament to it. So it makes a bunch of fun colors. So oh, that's cool. went went down this route. The whole mechanical keyboard you can spend a lot of money on. If you're making it yourself, oh, it's yeah. less expensive. But uh, there are so many different designs out there, like the Ergo ones. They just went with the straight. He went with a uh, 68 key. My uh, oldest son went with a, a 10 keyless. So they both got to pick their own. They got to learn how to use uh, Prusa Slicer to put the pieces flat on the table. They got to learn about infill, so they chose their own infill. Um, we got to see how much print time it would take between the quality, so they got to learn all these steps and processes to where they're going from seeing something on screen to literally picking out every single part, including their own keycaps, then having yeah. to solder it all together. And uh, yeah, I, I'm finding it to be a, a lot of fun. We got all of their parts together. I'm like, I'm gonna have to build one now. And I'm having to decide between two of them. And my wife says, let's be honest, you're not just going to build one. So might as well get parts for two and just be yep. done with it. I'm like, yeah. okay, I, I, I knew that's why I loved you. We got this. So I've got an entire parts that are continuing to come in. And you can do it for as cheap as like $49. You can make it pretty inexpensively. Uh, if you want to go higher end or instead of you 3D printing, if you don't have access to a 3D printer, you can buy cases. Um, that are made of aluminum, titanium, mm -hmm. or any yep. other material yep. you can think of. And yeah, so I've started throwing throwing some money at that. And uh, it's been a fun trip so far. So I'll be taking pictures as we go along and do more steps of this process. And I'm still waiting for all my parts to come in. So pretty cool. Yeah, that's what I've been working on. Pretty cool. I've been I've been trying to get so my, my oldest daughter, she's the one that actually wanted the 3D printer. That's the reason we bought it, right? So it's right. technically hers, even though uh, she doesn't really grasp how it works. She basically asks mm -hmm. me to print stuff for her. Um, gotcha. I've been trying to get her to understand that better, and it's it's not working that well. I think she's she's happy to just ask me to print stuff for her. <laughs> Is she, like, jumping on Thingiverse and finding it? Not really. She'll come to me and go, like, I want a unicorn. Right, and okay. then we'll we'll go on Thingiverse together and find one or whatever, and then we'll 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 print it. But uh, yeah, I gotta. I've, I've been trying to figure out how to get her more involved in that, and uh, I don't know. So I think my, it's always going to be a supervised thing, right? Because right, right, three D printing is a really easy thing to just mess up. <laughs> it is. So when I was going through and doing it, so I've got my nine year old and my seven year old, and my five year old who's got the special needs. The seven and nine-year-old are the ones that we are going through and doing this with. Mm -hmm. So they jumped on the machines, um, and here's a couple of keywords that you can go and look inside of Thingiverse, and any of their computing on that is 
monitored, if you will. So they're yeah. not just ramping because some of the other uh, Thingiverse and other 3D printing sites can also have some yeah, adult content. Thingiverse <laughs> is relatively safe, but I have run across a I've couple never, things. I've ne never accidentally stumbled into a 3D dildo on Thingiverse. No, I, no, I, no. There the are there are sites real. that. What's that? What's real? Teledidonics is a real thing. Yeah, uh, I know internet it's a real thing, but, but I've never but, accidentally stumbled onto it in Thingiverse. So, I have stumbled upon, like, there's some stuff like you know, scantily clad anime stuff and things. Well, like right. That. So that's that's exactly where I was going to go. So in searching for the models for this uh, the comic book character that I'm still working on printing out and finishing, as you can tell, I've got. Um, God, you've been doing that for months. Well, yeah, that's because it sits on my desk and I haven't been touching it because I've been trying to figure out how to get this seam between her torso and her hips okay. clean, right? And that's that's body filler in there. Mm. <laughs> Bondo body filler, right? <laughs> so uh, that's what I'm trying at the moment. But anyway, in searching for stuff like this, I've come across, even on Thingiverse, some questionable content. Um, right. So yes, you do need to be careful oh, yeah, depending you on what you're looking for. You are in that swim lane because you're trying to print a girl. Exactly so right, and the, the the ball jointed doll that we I'm made still a working movie on. about that in the '80s. Weird science. Right, know. right. So the the ball jointed doll that I'm printing. There's some weird stuff that goes on in that in that space, right? I have no doubt. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Thingiverse is not a 100% kid safe place, but it is relatively clean. Right. Like yeah. I've I've never accidentally come across something unless I'm looking for something that in my head I'm like, I better be careful because I will probably run into something looking for this. Right. Yeah, yep. so that's true. Sometimes a search term that you forget has multiple meanings. You're like, right. Oh, oh, I forgot. about. Oh, my. <laughs> yes. <laughs> not, oh, not, not, as a certain, not a certain nope. thing averse, but, you know, other places. a couple of those right. other sites that are out there. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, oh, oh, uh, oh. That, yeah. that has a whole other meaning on yeah. Urban Dictionary than I thought it did when I was looking for. <laughs> anyway. Oh, yeah. I was, I was today years old when I learned. Dot, 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 yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I dropped a couple links to the different thingy verses that are absolutely safe. That if you want to uh, start scratching that itch of, hey, the micro pad doesn't take that long. I think we did two sessions at an hour and a half to two hours. And not only did we print it out, we soldered things up. Um, and then plugging in the Arduino micro or um, it's all, again, in the show notes. Fairly simple to program, not too terribly hard. And we started with something simple to then jump into a larger project. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. That's how the LED light thing went. It was right? like, oh, that looks really cool. And now all of a sudden I'm in this rabbit hole where I'm making WLED strips for everything in the house. Nice. <laughs> so, I mean, when it comes to 3D printing something, when it comes to flashing new firmware i think yeah. there's uh there's a this theme continues on right uncle mark what what projects are you working on yeah right so if you look at the discord channel for this episode there's a there's discord. a shot for reference so i decided i'm gonna say about a week or so ago i got it into my head that i wanted to stop doing the sd card shuffle with my 3d printer and hook it up to a proper octoprint because Josh keeps yabbering about it. Um, <clears throat> so I ordered a, a Raspberry Pi 3B, I think it is. One of the, one of the kits. Um, that shows up. I, I grab the, uh, the image for octoprint and throw it on there. I use one of, I use one of these uh, serial cables from a pack of serial cables I have. 
and I and I initially have some success, but I started to run into to a situation, and I actually dropped the error in the show notes. Mm-hmm. What was happening? Essentially, Octoprint will randomly lose a connection to the printer because the serial port takes a dump, uh. and. I started to work through the checklist and of course I didn't, I, I was like, okay, um, the, you know, try to try a different cable, did this, did that, did the other thing. And I'm like, okay, my anniversary is coming up and I wanted to make this Mickey and Minnie figure that I customized using, uh, using Tinkercad. Like nice. it was Mickey and Minnie. I added a base to it. I put Mark and Sharon, 29 years and counting. I was really pleased with myself because I'm not, I'm not necessarily an artist. So I, but I'm like, oh man, Octoprint failed on it. So I'm like, ah, so in desperation, I basically took this. I, I only had the one good SD card because my son has scarfed most of my SD cards. Bullshit. <laughs> um, wiped the card and then just did a, on Sunday night, I did an SD card print of this Mickey and Minnie thing. Okay. Well, I get up the next morning and the printer, it, it, it didn't finish. And the oh, printer's no. back on the screen that it's normally on when it's powered back on. You know, but but the head was sitting there. And it's like the, the top layer hadn't printed. So I'm like, ah. So I gave my wife that version of the figure. I said, yeah, I didn't finish printing properly, but here's what I was making. She thought it was cute and everything, but. And I'm sitting in my office that day and the light keeps occasionally flickering. And in fact, I, this was when that whole hurricane garbage was going on. Mm. There were micro power failures to the point where I've got, I already had a UPS in here for my, for my home server that I, I heard it clicking. Like it failed enough that, you know, you hear that click when it engages. Yep. Um, so I'm like, you know what? I'll bet the printer can't tolerate even a micro power failure. So I just, I just bought another UPS for the printer, which arrived yesterday. Nice. So okay. I get the UPS. I've got the brush, the brand new serial cable. I get octopi set back up. I'm like, yeah, I got this. I got this. I got this. Friggin' thing failed on me again last night, like three quarters of the way through a print. And I'm like, ah, and I look back at the article, which again, I had linked, and there's this boot command that is suggested as, if nothing else works, you might be able to do this, where you basically force the Pi to use USB 1.1. Okay. But people are insisting, eh, that should have been fixed by the kernel in 2013. Oh, that doesn't actually do anything. That probably isn't going to fix the problem. I mean, if you follow some of these threads. So I'm like, you know what? To hell with it. So I put the option in last night, rebooted the pie, and I'm like, you know what? I'm tired. I'm going to bed. I'll start the print in the morning. And? So successful print on the Mickey Mini thing. Nice. Successful print on... The Jaws boat. The Jaws Benchy. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and it's currently doing a regular Benchy on some new red PLA. Because the blue PLA, this is PLA plus, where which I print at 220 degrees. Okay. Because my son asked me to make him a DS case, and the regular PLA was too brittle. Like mm. I did a test on it, the gray one I printed out, and like one of the little gripper things snapped because it was too brittle. Yeah. So I'm like ah, so that I was doing some reading. I'm like, well, PLA plus 
generally is more flexible. So I ordered a roll uh, of blue PLA plus and, and the, that, that DS case much better. Nice. So this thing has probably printed for, let's call it so far today, eight to nine print hours with not a single serial port failure. Fantastic. Okay. Good. Good. So glad to hear it. That that was I think that was our root cause. Now, am I sad that I bought a UPS? No, because the micro power failures could still take the thing out. Absolutely. Yeah. I want it to have clean and steady power. Um. So so basically, I'm at the point where my if you look at the picture, I've got the Raspberry Pi velcroed to the side of my computer monitor, <laughs> and the printer the printer right there. I think that gives it kind of a Tony Stark cool ass look. Absolutely. Um, so, so I like that. And the, the Raspberry Pi, I ordered the $10 camera that you mount inside of it. Uh-huh. So I'm using the spaghetti detective. It's yeah. I, I'm in the friggin' rabbit hole where I am now potentially going to spend more on stuff for my 3d printer than on the 3d printer itself. Yep. Yep. That's the beauty Thank- of the 3d printer though. Yeah. Yep. And, and since I'm easily influenced, there were two there were two encounters with red hatters that have led to two other things that are now on my short to do list because my son's going back to Stevens tomorrow and then I'll have more, you know, alone nerd time. Um, today I set up home assistant on a VM in my lab. Nice. I did an initial test where I pulled down the pod a, a Podman container, well a, a container that I ran with Podman, but I realized it was missing some stuff, so I quickly just spawned a new vm and and then just put the the home assistant image on it i guess i didn't spawn the vm i just created the shell and then attached the yeah the, the image so that's running i nice. at some point i'll integrate octoprint with that i started to do discovery on all my home stuff i'm like holy crap it sees the rokus it sees some yep. of the google stuff it sees this i can integrate it with my refrigerator so i got some work in front of me to start pulling in the integrations Cool. Uh, and then, thanks to Scott McCarty, today or this <laughs> week, um, Father Linux, I now feel that I am obligated to try and containerize the Valheim server that I run <laughs> nice. for some of the Red Hat tabs. Beautiful. Uh, I don't know. That's moderately pointless, but I kind of feel I should try to do it. Well, it's not necessarily pointless. One, it's a good exercise, right? Because obviously mm-hmm. it's part of our day jobs, right? To be able to understand I containers know, I better. I should know more. I should be more comfortable with containers. Yeah. But I'm number, not as comfortable as I should be. Number two, as I mentioned before, I move, you know, I run that Minecraft server for the kids, and that's in a container. Yep. And it's actually a lot easier to deal with than it would be if I had it on a VM. Right. Just because well, it's like... If it dies or something, I just cart the container back up. If I need to upgrade it, I just pull in the new version of the container and it mounts the data and off it goes, right? So okay. it's yeah. it's actually really nice. And in my in my head, I'm like, well, if I ever actually get around to standing up an OpenShift cluster in here or something like that, right? I I would oh yeah, I can just throw some game servers in my OpenShift cluster because yep. there you go. And then we'll have to load just, balance that, right? Just give, yeah, know, right. Give the contain you know I'd make the Valheim container using the rel UBI. And mm-hmm. hand that out to I'm like, here's the UBI, the rel UBI based one. Screw you, all you Ubuntu heads. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> do that. <laughs> yes, do that. I'm completely down with this. <laughs> so, I'm sick of freaking so, thick, heavy Ubuntu containers. Yeah, rel, <laughs> so thick. rel UBI. So, so 
I've picked up a new account at work and I can't tell you who they are, but they're a, a Ceph account. So I've also, I'm also uh, sharpening my Ceph skills because it's nice. been a while. So I've been pretty nerd busy, if I'm honest. That's um, awesome. Yeah. Nate and I had a good time earlier. Uh, we had a good time last weekend. We, we, we streamed the uh, Diablo 2 open beta for a couple hours. Forgot to even Beautiful. mention that. Yeah, pre-ordered that sucker, so yep. I'm trying to convince him for our show September 23rd, which is mm-hmm. which is an Iron System and Thursday, to do a live stream of us playing D2 once it launches. wonder if we can get Jason in on that. He, he was a I Diablo was say, fan, too. It sounds like that would be an awesome stream. I think that'd How be fun. We can, we can talk, about, talk about sysadmini stuff while we do it. Eight, oh, are you, eight are you players. Kidding? It sounds like it's a, a playathon. Let's be honest, man. This is awesome. There we go. I yeah. Uh, so I expect I expect Jscar to buy Diablo too. The re- I was gonna the, say I've never played, but oh, it's, you know, might as well. Was Diablo two before your time, Josh? When did it come out? Two thousand. It was released. Two thousand. Oh yeah, no, it was it was way after my time, but I hadn't gone through and jumped into it. So I think I had yeah. built my first computer at fourteen. And there wasn't a good gaming machine in the house until I was 16. So, um, yeah. yeah, I may have missed that one. I did Unreal Tournament 2004, good. but yeah. Yeah, no, it's all good. So, but lots of nerd stuff Wait, going wait, on. wait, wait, wait. You're going to judge me and Josh for not having seen Jaws. But right. Diablo 2, he gets a pass for not playing Diablo 2. What the hell? <laughs> How old were you in 2000? <laughs> 10. When was Jaws released? It's not a game for 10-year-olds. When was Jaws released? <laughs> yeah, but you can movies are easy now. Isn't that Especially like a 70s since movie? All my buddies seem to have Yeah, but it's a cl- so is The Godfather. Have you seen The Godfather? No, I was not born in the 70s. <laughs> We're going to Jaws certainly was not born, born in the 70s. In the 70s. <laughs> You've seen Star Wars which came out in 77. That's different. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> anyway, Oh my God! You're killing me! You're killing me! You've never seen The Godfather. I've seen pieces of The Godfather. I've, I don't think I've ever seen more than clips of Jaws. And my wife, I asked Mother my wife, Mary, do you want to sit? I was asked my wife, do you want to sit down and watch it? She says, no. When I watched that when I was a kid, I didn't get into any body of pool for two years <laughs> right? thereafter. I'm like, right? I'm okay with this. Whatever. This is fine. Yeah, in the desert, Jaws is perfectly safe. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. You have to worry about land sharks, right? Land sharks. <laughs> uh, uh, this is fantastic. Uh, yeah. Anyway. So you, guys now have, you guys have movie assignments now. Movie you assignments. You both need to watch Jaws. You both need to watch The Godfather. You know what? You know what the is biggest it? accomplishment for me getting that NAS is hmm. um, that I, I will just say acquired uh Battlestar Galactica. Ooh, the original the, the or the, the, the original remake or the, 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 what is it? 2003 or whatever remake nice. from sci-fi. I like the, I like I, which, the which I watched, Fantastic. which I watched mm-hmm. when it was live part of it. Uh, and then I watched it when Netflix, when I was still getting DVDs from Netflix, yes. but I never copied them. Right. I just watched them and sent them back. Right. Uh, but now now I have them all on my Plex server. I did not have room for them before, which is what pushed me into finally <laughs> yeah. getting the NAS because nice. I was out of space. But now I can actually sit down and watch BSG. That's the fantastic. First regular episode, the first regular episode, 33, is probably one of the finest yeah. hours of television ever. Yeah. That one, you know, and then there's also an episode, The Hand of God. I, yes. I don't think... So there were two miniseries... Uh, 
shows Caprica. that were an hour and a half each before 33. Yeah. The, yes. The, the mini I don't, series. I don't think I've ever seen them. When I, when I downloaded it and saw those, I'm like, did those, I ever watch these? Are, so now I'm going to have to go back and watch them and see if I recognize them because now I'm starting to think that I never got that initial not, like three hour them. base of, there's uh, also, right, there's of Battlestar also Galactica. A, there's a couple of uh, specials. There was one yes. Battlestar yes. Galactica, the yep. plan. Yep. Uh, they're they're uh, all in the, in the uh, acquisition. Nice. <laughs> and then I, there was one, there was, I, I don't, I don't remember it was the plan or not, but there was another one that had the I think it was Pegasus. That was on Pegasus. Holy crap. So the one that you saw on, on network TV, mm-hmm. they cut so much good stuff out of it. Is that is that the one is that the one where they were in the bar and the bartender was like this was completely normal, bartender was walking around topless? I don't remember. I'm not because I remember that a, from one of the se- long form se- Battlestar Galactica yeah. things. There was hmm. a whole sequence where where Adama, as a young Viper pilot, is in a space battle, and the the silent base stars look like the old school ones from the series and the stuff like series. that. And they cut that from the televised one, which is which was tragic. Uh, I have the I have the extended one. So if you ever want to archive that for me, we uh, we can make that happen. So I apparently there's DVD. there's the Battlestar Galactica, the definitive collection, which is the original movie, original series, Galactica 1980, Battlestar <gasps> Galactica, the complete series and Caprica followed up with Blood and Chrome. $150 Blood and set. Chrome, yeah, Blood and Chrome might have been the one I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah, I can't remember. I believe there was, that's correct. One of Uncle the Mark. there was a movie based on the Battlestar Galactica remake. Blood and Chrome, I think, is the movie. It might have been Blood um, and Chrome, where they had yeah. these scenes that were absolutely not aired on television, even on Sci-Fi. Okay. So that's <laughs> the yeah, one that's what I'm talking about. Because yeah. there's yeah. the DV, there's two DVDs. There's yeah. the one that was aired on TV, which you might as well just throw the fuck out. Part right. of my branch. And then there's the good, the one you watch because it's got the old school battle scenes in it. So yeah. I miss Blood and Chrome. I watched a lot of the 1980 and the original, and I watched through all of the Galactica uh, the 1980 new series. Was 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 the only good Battlestar Galactica 1980 episode was the one about Starbuck. The rest of them were hot garbage that didn't need to exist. <laughs> but then I will say Caprica was an interesting take because it was talking about how the Cylons were created, Caprica, and it was. Ca- it was weird, but good. Caprica, they didn't let it finish. They kind of rushed it because they got canceled, but they were yeah. able to finish making it. Caprica was that follow-on series, I remember now. Yeah, with, yeah. Uh, is it Eric Stoltz, I think? I didn't um, watch that one. I didn't, Caprica I didn't is see worth it. watching if you're a fan. Um, and it's definitely, some people felt that it retconned their perception of the creation of the Cylons too much. Mm, yeah. I was okay with it. I was okay with it, but, um, yeah. All and, right. I don't know who to root for in that one. So but anyway, <laughs> Chad has well, gone long the, enough. That's the great part about Star Galactica. I think. Right. Yeah. Right. You never know who the good who the good, good guys guy. are, right? Yep. I think. I think we should probably move along. Otherwise, we're never going to cover the news. <laughs> the news is the least important part. Well, yeah. We'll we can run through important. these pretty quick, to be honest with you. All right. So let me play the music.
people are going to turn tune into the second part of the show and then they're going to lose interest before they get here. So if you guys are here, how long think, are we in the second? Congratulations. Well, There's it's no already timer. It's already nine thirty. So yeah, but we got we started late today. We started we a little late. We took a long break. Like, there's no timer on my screen showing how long the segment is for, on the recording. On the yeah. right. That's true. I think I'm the not recording that will show me if I expand the side here. It's going to mess up the video, though. Don't don't mess the video up. Uh, oh, we're already... Just mess the, the video up. The second half is already an hour. The chat was right. an hour. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so anyway, let's try to get in the news. Um, there that are... Includes, that included the other things, like the patrons and stuff. There yep. are two, yeah, right, right. There are two articles here that could be hot topics. I'm going to try not to dwell on them too far. Uh, the first is big news, if you ask me, especially for all the folks who are refusing to get vaccines because they're not FDA approved and, quote unquote, I'm not one of your test subjects. Um, the Pfizer vaccine has been approved by the FDA here in the U.S., um, I assume that only affects the U.S. That's a that's a U.S. organization. I don't know what that means for yeah, that's the for US. people outside of the U.S. If that means that anybody outside of the U.S. is has an approving body, I don't even know how that works. But anyway, in the U.S., um, there is now an approved vaccine, and I have a follow-on article here that Moderna is apparently, which is the other big vaccine that was pushed here in the U.S., is close behind in that they're they're also applying or they have applied for full-on FDA approval because they feel that they've they've got all the data required. So, mm -hmm. two big deals. So that all that scraping you heard and the pounding over the weekend leading into Monday was all the anti-vaxxers moving the goalposts? Yes. Because it was never about the FDA approval. No, no, it wasn't. I followed anti-vaxxers for 20 years. They don't trust the FDA at all anyway. So yeah. it was so, never really about the FDA approval. So that was... For too many people. That was... Right? That was one of the things I wanted to cover, really only because it's a thing I observed through social media. Uh, one of our local news stations had shared, I don't know if it was this article. No, they shared their own piece about how now that there's an approved vaccine, that vaccination centers or offices that offer the vaccine, which is mostly, you know, doctor's offices and whatever, are actually seeing an uptick in people coming in getting vaccinated, which is great. That um, is great. But... The of course social media, there were like a billion comments on this, right. and all of them were things like, "Oh well, it only got FDA approved because Biden replaced the head of the FDA so that he could force him to approve it." I'm like, "Come on, really? So, Why yeah. do you have to just like, oh wait, wait? The thing I've been standing on has changed. Um, I better put up this other step ladder and get on that now. Now I'm standing on this podium." that says you can't trust the FDA because the man got to him. Always. And honestly, it's for, always been that way. For those people, in my opinion, in my opinion only, uh, there are bigger hells to go die on. If you're going to say oh, the no, right. is the so, biggest issue versus the GMOs that are in your food versus the radio frequencies that we're dealing with, man, right. which, high you wanna, which hill you want to die on? <laughs> what I am hoping, so the only reason I care about these people is because they are the barrier currently holding herd vaccination back. So right? here, here's the harsh reality. I've linked a subreddit that is now on one of my favorite subreddit lists, and I visit there every day, and that is the Herman Cain Award. Okay. Mm. That's always awarded posthumously. 
And <laughs> it is it is it is posts about people who were publicly anti-vax, publicly anti-mask, and now most of them are dead. Yes. Oh, I've I've held the same opinion, right? So, and in, that's in my what's opinion, there's right now Delta is tearing through populations right now. There's like three sorts of people that aren't vaccinated. One are people who legitimately were concerned about the safety of the vaccine because they it was not FDA approved. I don't necessarily blame those people, right? Like I had my own misgivings. I decided that that getting vaccinated and trying to put an end to the pandemic was worth the minor right. risk that I saw in getting vaccinated, yep. right? Still the same compound. So I don't blame those people. And I think those are the people that are now, oh, it's approved. There's a good, there's a, there's a better chance that it's safe now. I'm going to go get vaccinated. Yeah. And then there's the people who have been convinced that the vaccines are not safe by right. the f- third type of people, which are the hardline anti-vaxxers who don't like vaccines in general. It doesn't matter if it's COVID. It doesn't matter if it's Pfizer or Moderna. Moderna. It doesn't matter if it's a pandemic. They mm-hmm. don't like vaccines, period, right? Those people have a platform now that have convinced this middle group of people Right. That vaccines are, in fact, bad. I worry about those middle people because they're not hardline anti-vaxxers. They've been, they, in my opinion, they've been sort of persuaded away from vaccines. That worries me. What I'm hoping, though, is that the first group of people I talked about, the ones who were just worried about the approval FDA from the approval. FDA, are yep. going to get us to herd immunity. Herd immunity. Because I want to hope that there are enough sane human beings left in this world <laughs> that we're simply being cautious mm-hmm. out of like legitimate caution, right? That we're going to get beyond this. Um, I'm that's my so, hope. man. Like that so, is my hope. I will say I, I was in the first Lose category of waiting for the FDA approval. And then to be honest with you, I've still got a little one or all three of my little ones are underneath the age of being able to get it. Yes. And one with, uh, special needs and with immunocompromised uh, system, there's a there's a reason why I didn't go to DEFCON, right? <laughs> there's yeah. a reason why I'm not yeah. out and so about doing things. The the rumor I'm hearing, and this isn't mm-hmm. from any medical professionals or whatever. Actually, right. it, technically, it was from my dentist. So medical professional, <laughs> different kind <laughs> of medical professional, right? The rumor the rumor that I have heard is that people are speculating that around December ish we may have an emergency use vaccination for kids six and up. Gotcha. Now, I don't know how much truth there is to that. I don't know if they heard it on Facebook or if they heard it from, like, friends in the medical profession. Yes. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm hoping that it's true. I'm hoping. Exactly. Because we have, one of our kids is going back to in-person school this year because she mm -hmm. wanted to. She was in kindergarten when the pandemic hit. She missed out on, like, all the fun that kids have in person in school um, because the pandemic ruined her kindergarten year. And we don't want to hold her back from that. Right. Our other daughter is staying homeschooled or cyber schooled, right? Charter Academy, cyber charter, charter Academy, mm-hmm. we have her enrolled in. Uh, but yeah, so we worry about her and she's, she's seven, right? So right. if they do get a six and up vaccine, we can get her vaccinated and we'll feel a exactly about that. The, the problem I have is that the same people who are anti-vax are also completely against masks. Right. Right. And are screaming at school boards to not make mask mandates. Right. Yeah. And it's crazy. Right. I saw I, I, I saw an absolutely terrible meme earlier today. Or was it yesterday? 
that said, and I hesitate to even go this route because I'm also a a gun over a gun owner here in the U.S. But it said, I wish the people that were standing up against masks in schools were also this adamant about preventing school shootings. I saw that. And that that really hit home, right? Because they are, in a lot of cases, they're the same people, right? Now, school shootings is a difficult thing, like, to for me anyway, to because th- there's rights involved there with gun ownership, but there's also stupidity that's pre- that's preventing it from getting solved, right? I don't want to go into that, but... That's uh, not. But it, but it, I, I thought it was a good, a good contrast. And the same thing with the mask thing, right? The same thing with, if, if, with if you, I don't want to get a vaccine. Yeah. I also refuse to wear a mask. Well, come on. Oh, my immune system will protect me. Maybe, maybe it will. Maybe you're gonna die. Maybe, every, maybe people around you are gonna die because you got infected, right? Like, come on. If you don't, if you don't wear a mask at this point, you're a selfish prick. Don't be so it, damn that's, selfish. That's, that's what it comes down to. I dropped it out in Discord. This is from the nursing subreddit. Discord! And basically, the top-level question is, are any of these unvaccinated patients in ICUs making it? It, it, it is, of course, not a scientific study. It is, it, is, it is nurses telling the tales of their own experiences. But basically, if you enter an ICU as, a, as an unvaccinated COVID patient, you're either leaving to, to some long-term care facility for rehabilitation or leaving through the morgue. Mm. Kind of terrible. Mm. I'm going to, I'm going to put that I in think, the show notes, folks. I, I think people aren't quite getting that. Yeah. Yeah. And to your point earlier, and I think this will be the closing point on this particular thing because we're going to easily get into dangerous waters and we could probably oh, yeah. talk another hour about this. Um, I suspect we all have a very similar stance. Here, the, so the idea the idea that we will that we will reach herd immunity by the delta variant killing off people who were not vaccinated is a real concern mm. and the idea that your immune system will protect you and if it doesn't oh well it's my time which is an argument i've seen is invalid because you could easily be killing people around you that maybe didn't have that viewpoint Right. And that kids. that is selfish. Yeah. yeah. That is outright so, selfish. Talking about uh, different other subjects moving us on here. Uh, <laughs> you guys are all uh, working with Apple as well, right? Yeah, I'm I, not. I, I'm, I work with the fruit of six colors. I got the watch. I got the phone. Multiple family members have MacBooks. Pixel. So I, Although I have both. been considering switching back to Apple. I, it's in the back of my head. <laughs> I, so I'm rocking both, right? So I've got yeah. the the Pixel 4a for personal use, and then I've got the uh, Apple XR for work. What's this uh, this next story that we want to talk about that's been super popular in the news recently? So I mean, unless you're not looking at the the same one, it's it's about the our, our favorite uh, uh, photo sharing slash supporting your uh, your creators Only, site. Yeah, OnlyFans. Yeah. What does it have to do with Apple? I want to know. Uh, so that one wasn't. I, apparently, I read the headline a little bit wrong with the oh, whole okay. C-SPAN deal. Um, oh, okay. With them looking at the neural, they're they're not loading child porn onto your iPhone, but looking at the hashes. And there's oh, right. a big kerfuffle about that with if they're looking and using your computing time on your device versus just looking to see what's uploaded in the cloud. So that's right. a whole I, other subject. 
Um, if you want to go to the OnlyFans instead, yeah. I'm so we okay we certainly could have we certainly could have talked about that. I forgot about that. That was in the news since our last show. But the next one I wanted to talk about, and this this is honestly can be brief. Um, but if you guys haven't heard, right? So and the reason this even strikes me, <laughs> the the Jeep world. Okay, and this bear with me for a second. Um, there are quote unquote we always in, do, Nate. We influencers. Always do influencers right in the jeep world right Mm -hmm. um there are folks who are like legitimate off-road enthusiasts who get sponsored or who get package deal you know deals or whatever from Mm -hmm. companies and they are quote-unquote influencers and then there's a whole other type of influencer which is i show my butthole on instagram (laughs) right (laughs) like that's that's the joke right right and it's there's always this follow-on joke have you seen my OnlyFans? right well um OnlyFans, if you're not familiar with them, are, well, they're, they're basically, it's almost like a Patreon, right? Where instead of creating a thing, you're, you're giving special content to your fans, right? And your fans pay you for that. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the platform was not designed with adult material in mind, as far as I can tell, but that is what is prevalent there. Mm-hmm. There are something, I've, I've heard several numbers about the number of creators that are on that platform that are shell that are sa- that are p- sharing or selling sexually explicit materials. Uh, and it's a big number. Like one of them was like a couple hundred million, I think, but one of them was as low as like 2 million. Either way, that's a lot of people, a lot of people sharing skin on OnlyFans for money. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not going to get into a debate as to whether that is okay or whether that is a valid way to make money. There are people doing that, apparently, according to the news. I heard some news reports on this. There are people that turned to this when they lost their jobs because of COVID. Yep. Right? It's like, how am I going to make money out of the house? Well, I have a camera. I have a video. Yep. You know, I have this phone that'll do things, right? Um, and, you know, whatever. It Consider that a sad state of affairs or not, depending on your outlook on these things. Um, people are making a living on, on OnlyFans by sharing sort of explicit content. Well, OnlyFans has decided, well, they did decide, that uh, <laughs> they're they're going to not allow explicit content anymore. Mm-hmm. And uh, the reason they gave was because it makes it difficult to, to, uh, to get backing from banks and whatnot because there are certain banks, I should say there are things in place that prevent banks from getting involved in such content because mm-hmm. of the chance of child pornography because of the stigma associated with it, you know, whatever, right? There's lots of reasons for it. So OnlyFans basically said, all you all you adult creators, sorry, you're going to have to go find somewhere else. And then um, I think they pretty quickly realized that... <laughs> there are other places. That's kind of like their only market. <laughs> <laughs> they're scraping a nice fee off the top of all of those And they're folks. like, oh, uh, hold on. <laughs> We didn't mean that. We found another way to get our funding. Please don't leave. <laughs> right. Because the, the excuse that they were throwing through and saying is that this was being enforced by their bankers. They weren't making yeah. the change. This was something that right. the bank was forcing. And they uh, right. found other funding. So they're reversing their decision on that. Weird. Just weird. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I don't want to get into a philosophical debate as to whether OnlyFans should or should not be allowing the sharing of explicit content to each their own. Um, I just thought this whole thing was a was a hilarious 
concern about. <laughs> right. That's like, that's like I don't know. Pick an adult media content creator of any sort. You know, whether it's it's in the adult industry like pornography or whatever. And they're like, oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna start making. Um, uh, I don't know. Pick anything that's completely clean and wholesome and see if they survive. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. Uh, uh... There's a college humor skit that was talking about the uh, Tumblr CEO, um, and it says no more porn, and just switch yeah. out Tumblr for OnlyFans. And yeah, oh, yeah. it was just meant to be a sharing site where we're able to collaborate and do these other. Yeah. How much of it is porn? Oh my! Who told me this? <laughs> and, and, and then taking different acronyms inside of that industry and saying no, it was just bros going through and sharing videos, BDSM. And it's like, mm, mm, no, 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 no. <laughs> so I linked that real quick just for the laughs. But aye, yeah, aye, aye. they reversed course on that, which was kind of interesting. So yeah, pretty uh, pretty funny and, how quick. And it was, this is in the span of like a week or a couple days. <laughs> a couple days. It all went down. Like, wait a second. Um, maybe this is a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one. Right. All right. So, uh, right. Personally, not not a fan of pornography myself. I don't support it. I don't pay for it. I, whatever mm -hmm. my personal beliefs are incompatible with it, but it's it, 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 that's that whole freedom thing, right? Right. People right. people choose to use the and as long as uh, as long as they're not breaking any laws, um, that's that's freedom. Right. That it is. That it is, and that is, like, as much as it may go against your own ideals, I, you wanna, I vote with my wallet. With right. If you want to be right in a, if you want to live in a free country, there are costs to that, and one of those costs is that people are going to be doing things that you don't, agree, you don't with, agree with, but they mm -hmm. are free to do. Right, and that's that seems to be a thing that people have forgotten. Lately. Especially during this whole pandemic. So to, instead yeah. of putting us back into the rabbit hole, let's talk about some flashy lights and 10% faster things, right? So sure. uh, the next next story up is talking about how many of you guys have Razer devices in your home? As in keyboard, mice, headsets, and yeah, such. I don't know. Uh, this is uh, Logitech. Okay. Um, my keyboards, I order them from the Amazon. Uh, this is... Um, this is uh, Red Dragon. Okay. How about yourself, Nate? I don't think I own any. I don't think I own I any a, Razer devices. I have a Kinesis keyboard, and okay. I do have a Logitech mouse, but it's not a Razer. I don't think it's a Razer. Okay. Isn't so Razer the make the the the, the, the manufacturer? The oh, is Razer its own? Yeah, then no, it's a Logitech. Okay, so yeah, Razer is its own manufacturer. So keyboards, mice, headsets, laptops, etc. Uh, they're not the only ones who also are affected by this. You've also got the Steel Series, which is another manufacturer. Oh, um, come to find it. out, and I, I linked both of those into the show notes, um, Ars Technica and Tom's Hardware was reporting on this, talking about different vulnerabilities that happen when you plug in your hardware. And I mean, I'm sure this has been covered in the past about, hey, when we're plugging in a human interface device into our machines, there's a lot of implicit trust that comes along with that. Interesting mm -hmm. thing is that both of those two brands have software that are automatically downloaded and installed via the Windows installer software. Mm -hmm. And uh, guess what? Ew, you, David. You can get to uh, admin level access because when it's downloading, it's going as system. You can yep. literally right click on the window as <clears throat> it's opening and installing, 
open up a PowerShell with system privileges. So Linux nice. to Windows, this is the root side, uh, but on the Windows box. So, you know, man, there's a reason that a lot of the more paranoid Linux admins I've met, one of my customers and I had this conversation. Yeah, how do we disable USB devices mm -hmm. on computers that are in the data center? Like, right. so someone can't just plug one in. You, yes. uh, I showed him how to do. You can do that. You fill your yeah. USB ports with epoxy. I've heard of that. <laughs> no, there, no. You, there's actually you can do that on the on the software level. Well, there's actually yeah. a, a service you can run on Linux that yeah. does that. No, so there, the cool I thing mean, is that is that is completely valid. I mean, there there is a whole line of exploit kits that run simply by putting them on a USB stick, plugging them into rubber, the USB port. Rubber ducky, the OMG right, cable. The, the mantra has always yep. been. As soon as someone has physical access to the box, you're dead. Yep, exactly. Yeah. This is yeah. Now this is automatically downloading this for Windows only at this point. So if you're running these things on a Linux box, if you're running these things on a Mac, you're okay. But ultimately, do you trust your hardware? And this yep. is from well, a trusted manufacturer, right? Yep. And well, this this Kinesis keyboard, this Kinesis keyboard has a similar thing where there's a button I can press on there. It opens up a they call it an iDrive or something. It's, mm -hmm. it's storage in the keyboard that has the app that you use to configure the keyboard with. Now, it doesn't yep. install shit on my machine. It's an app that runs from that storage that I can do things like map keys with and whatever. But, mm -hmm. uh, but, but yeah, that's that's a thing that I'm leery about every time I use it. Well, a lot of companies, too, and Nate, I don't know if you really saw this in an ad, but I'm sure Josh did at Merck. It certainly was the situation. You... The company, Matt, the company laptop that you often get... Mm-hmm. You don't you don't actually have admin privileges on it unless right. you talk to the right people. Yep. Right. So you could someone someone could use this to like bypass their company's security policy yep. on their company issued machine. And and that could, you know, lead to drama, obviously. Absolutely. So anyway, I dropped a link. If you're running a Linux box and you want to make sure to protect yourself with this, we in uh, we dropped the USB guard. Uh, tutorial on how to get that up and running on Linux and the whole uh, approve oh, or deny list. Redhat.com. Yes. Right? Yay. We, we know those guys. But anyway, it's free resources, guys. so might as well educate yourself. Yep. Free resources. Indeed. I don't have a soundbite for that. Maybe I will <laughs> next time we go. Yeah, good. <laughs> All right. I'll roll on to my, my last one, I think, that I've got here then is uh, how often do you guys go on to the Humble Bundle site? I I've used it occasionally. I bought the one games bundle that had over yep. two thousand games on it. Once. Jason's big on Humble Bundle. He's followed them for years. Nice. This looks like a good one though. This one is the Unix and Linux system, and for eighteen bucks you can get sixteen books, including three brand new ones, lots of uh, revisions to older stuff. So you got the Bash Cookbook, Linux Observability with BPF, regular expressions, awk programming, yep. cybersecurity ops with Bash, et cetera, et cetera. 18 bucks. These are awesome because these are DRM free. Um, Linux you can get in them a in nutshell. PDF, right? That. Uh, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say Linux in a nutshell. That's that's one of the books that I got started. It's a classic. With 20 years yeah. ago. With, with you Linux. got set and awk in there. You've got grep. You've got regular expressions. Ah! And these are all updated. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> ah! oh so with that, go spend so many opportunities. And you're going to be really better off with your Linux skills. And since they're DRM-free, they're PDF, Mobi, and EPUB formats. Man, skills. Or you could just Google Stack Overflow. But, you know. Yeah, right. 
Right. You don't get the you holistic this, approach that you do from a book on Stack Overflow. You, you can go e-Kindle that's not connected to Amazon. So when the EMP goes off and this is in the electrostatic bag, you can pull this out and still be able to have your man pages um, and I'm be able to get more examples. I'm not going to my man pages at that point. Yeah, you won't, you won't have a server to manage anymore unless that oh, was also in the, in the Faraday box. You, you guys don't have that? No. Oh, Faraday okay. Data Center. No. All right. All right. Never mind. We're good. I'll just. Uh, yeah, I, I don't have one of those either. It's weird. How, why would anybody okay. do that? Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Never mind. No, no fallout here. We're good. What's right. the next story? <laughs> right. The next one. What is this uh, one? Samsung. Oh, this is this is the one I was alluding something. to earlier. I don't know. Hang on a sec. So, uh, remember that thing that I was complaining about when Google was changing the the game for. Uh, Google Photos, mm-hmm. and that was like the whole thing that sent me down this path of getting my uh, my NextCloud instance reinstituted and getting it connected to um, yeah. spaces on uh, on on DigitalOcean and getting my photos in there. Right. Well, um, so Samsung, they're kind of a big vendor in the Android space uh, for whatever reason, and I never really understood this. Well, I guess I understand it, but. Samsung has their own line of apps that are very similar to the Google ecosystem. They have things like their own photo app. They have things like their own app store. They have things like, well, several things that Google already offers. So if you own a Samsung device, you may be using these without even realizing it because they're the ones that come out of the box. I had a Samsung Android device for a little while, and I was mm-hmm. smart enough to realize that that's what it was doing, and I turned them all off because I didn't want to be trapped into specifically the Samsung ecosystem on my Android devices. I wanted to be trapped in the Google ecosystem because at least that goes across all the Android devices, not just the Samsung ones. Well, yeah, this is unfortunate. There, you, you, you hit this article. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. You scroll down to the bottom of the article, and the next article on the list is the Internet's favorite vibrator is 20% off right now. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Teledodonics, baby. We're here. We've arrived. I think I, I don't have that one. I think that's just based on whatever your search history is, man. <laughs> mm, you guys want I got, to confirm that? I got this face cam. Forbes. I got Forbes face cam uh, operator. The problem is I've already bought a face cam. And so why is it advertising me something I've already bought? Nice. Nice. I mean, Context this is, sensitive this is advertising. a staff article. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> the point is, if you're using Samsung's photos, apparently, so the thing with Google's photos was they were trying to help the storage concerns by getting rid of the high quality photos and only saving like relatively high quality photos, right? So like crazy high quality stuff was getting ditched in favor of like the whatever they considered high quality. In okay. this case, it sounds like Samsung is actually like decommissioning, maybe not the whole Photos app, but the photo backup uh, feature mm. of this app, which may be the its whole purpose. I don't know. I didn't go. I didn't dive deep on this. I found it shortly before the show went live tonight and wanted to include it. Uh, this is just another one of those cases. And honestly, this ties into the OnlyFans thing, right? Bear with me. <laughs> uh, when you depend on a service that you don't own, that you don't run, like with OnlyFans, these people are depending on this for their source of income, or like with my YouTube channel that I run, right? If I was depending on that as my source of income and then Google decided to change how YouTube worked, um, or you're just using Samsung's Photos app and Samsung says we're doing away with that, uh, you don't have any control over that. And all you can do is pay attention and make sure you don't get hurt too hard by this stuff when it happens. 
Uh, in the case where it's your income, you need to diversify. In the case where it's your Photos app, you need to have several other methods of storing your family's memories, right? So, Absolutely. Uh, this is just important stuff to, to keep aware of, and that's why I wanted to include it tonight. Um, obviously, we can't cover when every single one of these things happens, but when they come up, I try to make sure that they're covered. So Good deal. Backups, man. Backups and restore. That's the important yeah. part. Yeah, right. So whether you do that with a NAS in your basement or whether you just, you know, somehow back up your stuff to a second app or, you know, whatever whatever bar of entry, whatever the bar is for you, whatever technical limitations you have, just try to have two, right? If you use Google Photos and uh, Samsung's uh, photo app, that might be all you can do. Maybe that's enough, right? Yep. But you got to pay attention to both of them. And when one is threatening to go away, you need to deal with it. You can't just ignore it. Hope yeah, other single, people fix it. Single points of failure are not good in any sense of the word. So make sure to have those backups. Yep. Talking about backups, the I guess the last one I thought the last one that I talked about was it. I had heard through the grapevine today that if you're looking to build a PC, it's already pretty hard right now, especially to get a graphics card. Um, yeah, this has been an issue because the scalpers out there, crypto mining and the supply chain issues. Well, here's one more thing on top of that. Uh, this is being reported by uh, WCCF Tech and TC or TSMC, which is one of the largest manufacturers of chips, um, are upgrading their prices for the seven and five nanometers up by at least 10 percent by the end of the year. Dang. So that means that for anybody who's looking to get that time to go through and create no chips, it's going to be passed on to us. So if you're waiting to build something or to buy something right now, if you want a computer with a decent graphics card, you could try to go to the new egg shuffle. I waited for six months and I finally got lucky, but that's still not MSRP price. The only place that you can do that right now is in the pre-builds. So with that, if you're looking to build one, good luck. If you're looking to try to buy one, you sh might want to consider doing that sooner than later because prices are going to be going up. Yep. Yep. And that that seems to be affecting several industries. Um, my brother-in-law works in HVAC, right? And he said that the word in the grapevine at the moment is that at the end of this year, HVAC systems are going up by like 15%. Yep. It's going to nail cars too. Yep. Cars are already and, uh, parked because they can't get chips. Yep. And they they suspect that even once the pandemic has passed and all these weird shortages and whatever have started to, to subside, they may go back down, but they're not going to go back down where they were. If it no. went up by 15%, it might go down by five. Yep. That's that's because it's more profit. Yeah. You've trained someone to, right. to pay this much money. Yep. Why would you reduce the price? Yep. It's the, the, the gas price gas price problem. Back in like what was it, 08 or whatever, gas prices were almost at four dollars a gallon it, around yeah, here. It, it, the gas creeps down so slowly, yep. and then someone, the wrong person, farts and they spike back up high. Yep, yep. yep. Take forever to come back down. And we've we've never seen them back to the levels that they were. Now, I'm not an economist. I don't know if there was a reason they should have come back down to where they were. That's mm -hmm. above my pay grade. But uh, I don't think you're going to see prices on just about anything go back to where they were before the pandemic, because yeah. now <clears throat> people are paying that money. So I'm out of my drink, guys. Do we have any more articles to finish off? I think we're done, guys. Anyone who's stuck with us, thank you. Um, <laughs> Fantastic. 
Um, yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> Especially because it did get a little dark. It got a little bit dark, like my beer. Um, but, you know, it yeah. kind of lifts the spirits a little bit more. So it's you always had, a hoot hanging out with you, you had a, You had a Guinness. I had a Founders Panther Cub, which mm. is actually really good. It's like an 8%. Is it a stout or a porter? It was really good, though. I really nice. wanted to have a second one, but 8% was going to kick my butt. <laughs> so I went to water after I got, but good yeah, it's good. Out. Founders Panther Cub, go get I'll one. Give it a try if sometime. you drink, they're good. If you like Guinness, I can introduce you to a ton of awesome stouts and porters. Dude, Guinness is my jam. So <laughs> let, let's talk. Guinness is the it's gateway. Jam. Guinness is like like the lowest bar for me of stouts. Okay. If I go to a bar and all they have is freaking IPAs on tap, I get a Guinness. Because they usually have a Guinness. <laughs> yep. The problem with Guinness in this country is that I've had it in Ireland. Oh my God, it's not even the same. Oh, and I, I could, know that sounds really snobby. I could it's imagine. It's not even and close to the same thing. Guinness, Guinness on nitro tap is so much better than out of a bottle. Mm-hmm. So right. much better, hands down. <laughs> it, it, it. Imagine a similar quality increase if once you're drinking it in Dublin. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Looking well, there's a reason to visit Dublin, I guess. <laughs> Other than the fact Ireland's beautiful. It is. It is. Yeah, my wife always said she'd love to see places like Ireland, but she's terrified to get on a plane, so she may never That's get a, to. It took my wife a really long time, and now she'll fly to Disney. Yeah. I'll take it. Yep. Take it where you can. Yep. All right. So this has been a fun show tonight, folks. I hope we haven't gone on. I, I, we'll see after editing how the long this actually turned out. The great thing about a podcast out. is they can stop. <laughs> started yet yeah right forward. we've been that, we've been here for that's just like where you should hours. cut it it's a, it could just stop boom <laughs> just be done <laughs> uh so folks thanks for sticking with us um well yeah if you'd like to watch this live if you want to commit three hours of your evening on a thursday night um go ahead and find Bless us you. over on twitter uh sorry not twitter um, it's it's getting late, late folks. On YouTube Twitch. or Twitch, right? So youtube.com slash Iron System and Podcast or the same thing on Twitch. Twitch. Do we even cast a Facebook TV anymore? We haven't bothered. We do. I still enable it. I don't think anybody watches it there. Maybe someday I'll stop. But I pay for multi-streaming, so I may as well freaking use Jeez, it. I'm going to start streaming it, right? it to like a tin can and a string if I if I, if it's included in the... Uh... <laughs> In the package. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was looking into whether we could stream to, like, Instagram because I was – that's, like, where all the all the influencers hang out, right? That's where the, oh, the a lot of – Influencers are terrible. Yeah, right, and they're on OnlyFans. <laughs> that's a callback to earlier in the Jeep crowd. Anyway, um, right, so I have lost my train of thought already. You can find us on social media, Facebook or Twitter. Just look for the Iron Sysman Podcast. You can go to com and find links to all this crap that I'm talking about, including our Discord community. Discord! Uh, yeah, so you should go do that. Uh, if you want to support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash ironsysadmin. And I think that's everything, folks. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Thank you, Mark and Scar, for hanging out. Absolutely. Have any final words? Hey, keep on hacking at it. Keep on having fun. I Keep on rocking on the free world, yeah. Rocking in the free world. Where's this? Where's the thing I want? Here. What it is. a time to be alive. We live in the future. What a time to be alive. We live in the future. And with that, folks, thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. <laughs>